0: Hello, so today I have another very special guest, a good friend of mine, Calixa. solo artist she does electronic performance she does vocals she is also a composer of classical music as well as contemporary synth pop maybe trip-hop kind of stuff she does a lot of cool work and we've done a number of shows together recently so i thought it would be interesting to talk to her welcome to music in mind with anthony Calkins. Hello. This is Calixa, good friend of mine, a musician, artist, and uh, we've played some shows together, I thought it'd be fun for us to have a talk.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so um, yeah, we met a few years ago when I was a grad student at UC Irvine. Yes. And uh, in the last year or so we've started playing a few shows together. So yeah. I've gotten to hear your music a lot, and it's very cool, I like it. I've seen years. Yeah. So, um, yeah, can you just talk a little bit about what you're doing right now, and maybe that can be the jumping off point.
1: Okay. Yeah, with um, my music, I'm just um, producing beats and synthesizers in Ableton and trying to create like tracks with that, with me singing and, you know, vocal effects. Um, and. Then taking that music and releasing it, putting it out there, and then uh, performing it live, trying to get some like you know exposure or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's been fun because I've been getting to play around Long Beach a little more, and then playing with you has also been exciting too. Going to Silver Lake and <laughs> you've helped yeah. me get a couple of gigs, I think cool. for sure.
0: Cool, cool. Uh, so you're you're a solo artist. Pretty much, right? You make your own beats, you make all your tracks, you sing live. Um, what's been your experience of sort of working on your own like that? Like, how, how do you approach getting gigs and promoting yourself and things like that?
1: Um, well, I really enjoy doing a lot of things by myself because I can exert total control over things, but it's not like I'm a control freak. I think it's more because I'm a little introverted and like a bit self-conscious about, like, methods of producing and all that, Mm -hmm. but as far as getting shows, um, for the longest time I've just been emailing, like, for years I've just been emailing places, like, hey, I want to play, here's my stuff, let, like, two months pass, email them again, over and over again, and there's, like, places where I've been sending emails for a while, but never heard back, but then, like, um, I don't know, I got, I had a couple shows with you, Mm -hmm. and then... I got lucky enough that finally someone at Fourth Street Vine, on Fourth Street, uh, read my email after like a year and a half of emailing them and was like, oh yeah, I'll send your stuff to some other people that might book book you. And then someone booked me, and then other people were like, oh hey, we'll book you too. And that's been more like, it's unfortunate that it doesn't work, just, I mean the emailing has worked for me, but I feel like it's more picked up speed. Since doing it in one place and then other people that book being there and
0: right yeah 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 so getting kind of hooked up with promoters and bookers and stuff through yeah yeah, yeah Mm-hmm. that's cool um, and where do you where do you see your music is fitting in in terms of like genre or scene or anything like that
1: mm-hmm. I don't know I feel like I feel like both of I think it's kind of like a mix between, I love, maybe I'm giving myself too much credit, a mix between like the electronic music scene more like, um, and then also a little bit, I try and use elements of hip hop and R&B and stuff, so mixing between that, but I don't think I'm like on the technically proficient level of those some electronic musicians, you know, like they're just going at it and doing a lot of stuff live with this amazing gear. and then, um, yeah, I don't
0: know. I don't know, I mean your show's pretty technical, there's a lot of stuff going on, right?
1: Yeah, so, yeah, I mean it, and I guess there's a lot going on in the music, it just depends with the live show how much I want to put into doing it live versus, like, being kind of afraid of what might happen when you use so many sure. live electronics and stuff, but, yeah.
0: Do you feel connected to any scene or like a community of musicians or anything?
1: Um, you mean like in the area?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I've noticed it since my act is also solo.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: feel very like out to sea sometimes, or like disconnected, um, like I'm not part of any kind of movement or scene. Yeah. Like if I think about like what I imagine like Seattle in the late 80s, early 90s, there's like, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of like similarly thinking groups or people working in sort of tandem who knew each other and like were playing at the same spots.
1: Yeah, I guess like you're right because I do see people that play in bands or like that are good at certain instruments and then they like they'll play for each other's like projects or whatever and then they're all kind of doing the same thing. I think I kind of I'm trying to fit in with some producers slash singers that are around. I don't think they're really concentrated in this Mm -mm. area too much but um, like there's there's this girl, Abra, and she she produces all of her stuff like kind of at her house, and I don't know, now she probably could do it in a studio because she's had some success with it, but she's done like, you know, kind of like the bedroom producer with singing, and then obviously there's Grimes that does that too, mm-hmm. and um, I'm trying to think of a few other ones, but they're not coming to the top of my head right now. So, do you yeah. Do yeah. the
0: scene thing is important? I- I don't know. I feel like it's. I don't get a sense that there is, a lot of scene around here in Long Beach, and then even in even in LA, I think there is. Yeah. But at least I also don't get the sense that there's any sort of like unified movement or anything going on. I don't know if you seem like see like there is something.
1: Uh, yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, I feel like the what I've been told, uh, which is kind of like. Um, I take it as a compliment, mm-hmm. is that if I were to fit in to one kind of area or group around here, it would be like the Green and Gold group, and they do electronic music. Um, they have their residency at K. Mm-hmm. and it's like um, a record, like they, they produce records, they have artists on their lineup. And I get to, they have me play sometimes as a guest, which has always been a pleasure, and. So I feel like if I realigned myself with any of the scenes in Long Beach, it would probably be their like little electronic mm-hmm. scene, in the green and gold one.
0: Do you see yourself as connected to the like the greater LA area in any way, or are you very like Long Beach oriented?
1: I feel I'm very Long Beach oriented right now because um, and it's like discouraged me from trying to get gigs in the LA area right. because like um, I don't know the. I've noticed more people coming to shows out here, which is nice because, like, not even that long ago was maybe, you know, whoever I was dating at the time and a friend or two. And then, um, and then, uh, but now it's, like, some people will show up because they see it on Instagram and they, like, are acquaintances and that's super cool. But then if I'm going to, um, like, LA, like, I had one at The Resident and I was like, Mm -hmm. damn, The Resident, I feel so cool. And, uh... But then, like, no one could come because it was in LA on, I don't know, a weeknight or something. Yeah, and then so it was completely empty, and it was nice because I got paid. But I kind of felt like I robbed them a little, and they were like, "See you never," you know, because I couldn't. Did they say that? No, but I don't (laughs) think they're ever gonna book me again. Like I was like, I was like, hey. I bet if
0: you get a big following, they
1: will. Yeah, yeah. I feel like
0: that's the thing. It's like. Money trumps everything. Mhm.
1: And I'd be happy for any any show that I could get in like L. A. or whatever. But I think that that's would be a struggle is having people come because people they have to make that drive, and mm-hmm. I think it already takes enough for people to like Uber five minutes to go somewhere. Like to decide mm-hmm. that
0: yeah, you yeah. need fans. Yeah. <laughs> Not friends.
1: I know. <laughs> well, friends are friends are good too, but yeah, it's like sometimes it's an inconvenience for them. So yeah. I think just for the convenience of people that I might want to have people at my shows, I've been sticking in Long Beach a little bit. Sure.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. hmm So you've come out with a couple music videos recently. Yeah. Has, have you found that that's been uh, a, a good factor in developing like people's awareness of you, building fans or anything like that?
1: I feel like, um, maybe... Like I you think feel like
0: you have a strong presence that's growing?
1: yeah a little bit and i do think the music videos have helped because um like i think it's given people like a little more of um something to go off of for my music Mm -hmm. so instead of just listening to something once on spotify or on bandcamp um it's like you can see it like you can see the video clip on instagram for Mm -hmm. it or you can see it on youtube and people like oh this is my friend she does this and they'll show them the video and then they have the visual memory as well as the Audio, so I think that helps a lot because they'll say, Oh, I saw you in the yeah. you know, like I remember seeing your music mm-hmm. video and I was like, Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah.
1: It sticks in their heads. Yeah. Marketable. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so do you do you like the feeling of performing by yourself?
1: Um, as opposed to like with other people? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I guess like I I've thought about maybe asking someone to help or whatever, like maybe doing stuff with other people. Okay, an
0: MC. an MC, a hype man. A
1: hype man, yeah, that'd be great. Oh, <laughs> um, no, I don't know, I was thinking about having someone like maybe help more with some of the electronic stuff, mm-hmm. but I do like doing, I do like doing it by myself. It's mm-hmm. a little bit scary on stage being by myself because right. I realize like, it's like every time I go on, I realize how small I am and my body feels so much smaller than it is, but, yeah. um, but, I I also like kind of challenging myself and seeing all the things that I can do by myself on stage and hopefully make entertaining. Yeah. And yeah. You know.
0: What's interesting is when I first saw your act, you were doing a little bit of electronic work while you were singing. Yeah. And the last few times I've seen you, seem to move away from that mm-hmm. and sort of keep all of that compact and self-contained.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, is any of it? Is it all set, or is anything interactive?
1: Um, okay, so there's like, I've actually been trying to reintroduce more interactive stuff with Mm -hmm. it, like, um, my last show on your birthday, um, yeah, but, um, I've been, so, even though it's like, it's a lot more set, there's just a couple things that aren't set, mostly vocal effects, so, changing vocal effects, like, if there's a delay, um, Tapping it's like the most simple things, tapping the tempo right, yep, so that you yep. have the delay. Mm-hmm. Mostly just turning on and off vocal effects and yeah. But um
0: mm-hmm. So do you have your rig in front of you again or is it still way off to the side? Oh it's in front of me, cool. yeah, it's in front of me again. Yeah. And
1: then even the last show I brought it's like a dangerous game with my MIDI keyboard or my MIDI like yeah. my keyboard because I don't know. I can't figure out. It probably needs dusting on the inside. The connection gets a little funky, and, oh. then, um, and then sometimes i will like press a note and it'll just hold forever, and you're like, oh Jesus! Oh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I did that last time. I uh, had a couple tracks where like I would play the the lines, one of the synth lines also, mm-hmm. and that was really fun and exciting. But at the same time, it did glitch on stage, which sure. wasn't that bad because I just had to reset it like really quick. because like Instead of me singing like, la, 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 I'm looking at you, like I was like, ha, ah, ha, ha, and then like touching the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I got it working again, and I want to keep doing that. I think I just might need to invest in more equipment or something mm-hmm. or figure out how to get that one fixed. I would really like to someday actually have like a physical synthesizer yep. that I could lean on and then you know have presets for it and use that in,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in live performance.
0: I mean, I think it's really engaging when you're working with the electronics because mm-hmm. it's such a big part of your set. I mean, it's like, it I don't know, three quarters of what it is, maybe?
1: Yeah, well, and it's a big part of every... Like, I spend so much time making that stuff, Right, too, and so, so then you're
0: engaging with it live, and mm-hmm. so you bring, you're, you're showing the audience that that is also you.
1: Yeah. I think, like, one of the reasons that I, like, went away from it for a minute was because I was just trying to figure out the best way to get Like trying to see where I feel comfortable in Mm -hmm. a live setting and then um, I don't know, watching other people perform so there's a lot of like there's a lot of acts that I've seen around that they will even just plug their iPhone in and then they'll sing to it and I know it's like yeah and... Feels
0: like karaoke.
1: Yeah it does but like they're, but they're also good and so I'm just like right. mm. and then you hear about like Drake and Kanye doing stuff like that and it's like well if they can do it like maybe I can do it I'm not on their level yeah. but it's an it's excuse. a little lame
0: when they do it too yeah. I don't know I'm not
1: <laughs> No it is It's so not impressive <laughs> Yeah and then I was also thinking like a lot of the the people that I've seen do that in the area their stuff I think is uh, oftentimes produced by other people like local producers Mm -hmm. and stuff so and the difference is I I produce my stuff so I want to have more of um like an interaction with the music that I'm making in a live setting so yeah yeah. I mean even
0: just having the unit on stage with you I feel like is important Mm -hmm. I like like I like that you have that there and that you control things that way yeah versus just hitting play and going
1: yeah I think that was like I mean it was good to try and then like kind of ease back into doing it again not having it be so intensely like about doing it even though it wasn't that intense before but just figuring out like what do i want to do live versus what is not as important to do Mm -hmm. live yeah i don't want to make it harder than it has to be just to make it look like i'm working hard you know
0: yeah but then yeah but that's good too i mean it's a show
1: yeah exactly exactly yeah Yeah. also
0: what is this unit that we're talking about what do you use it's the APC40 okay yeah
1: yeah and that's so great because you can map it to do a lot of different things so I've been I have been using it in front of me lately and like controlling all the vocal effects with it
0: yeah yeah so it's a MIDI controller that has dials and pads and sliders right Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah
0: cool cool yeah and you like using Ableton yeah have you oh, used No, use no no I mean I like Ableton have okay. you used other little bit of a
1: little I learned Logic I learned a few years mm-hmm. for a class, and I a very disappointed because I thought it was I to be was option to be and option between they were Logic nope, they were like, nope, so Logic. used oh. so I used not know if not was like my was like like, because I bought Ableton before the class, like, yeah. yeah, and then I don't know if it's my stubbornness, like, not wanting to adapt to something else, but, um, I just didn't care for it as much, so.
0: We're recording into Logic, right? Now.
1: Oh, sorry, Logic. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't know, I don't sorry, know, Logic. but I do like, I do like Ableton, I feel like, You're I also right. think I'm not that, like, savvy with different things, like, it takes me a while to learn them, mm-hmm. so once I have one... Thing that I feel comfortable with, I kind of want to keep. I feel like I'm just not even at a. I have so much more to learn for Ableton. That's sure. what I think.
0: So but your tracks sound great. Mm-hmm. I mean, Thank like, you. are they. Do you create your own drum kits and stuff? Mm-hmm. Samples and things like that?
1: I mean, I don't create all my own samples. Some of them are like the sample presets with sure, like, different things in them. Yeah. They sound good. Yeah. But, yeah. Other than like the occasional time where I'm just like full 808s or whatever, like yeah. that I usually will like use a, a combination of different hits and samples mm-hmm. for... Yeah.
0: yeah. But they sound good. I mean like, it's a nice rich sound, good synth sounds. Yeah, I like them a lot. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you're also a classical composer.
1: Yes. Although I haven't like worn that hat in a while. <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah, well, what was the last piece you wrote that wasn't for... Um... Your, your act.
1: Yeah. I know the the last, hmm, the last piece I wrote, I wrote a couple of songs, because it's like, I feel like I was kind of trying to like inch my way out right. of the yeah, classic yeah. one, because it's like, the things that I wanted to achieve, I wasn't able to achieve with, in that academic environment. But um, I wrote a couple of songs, they were called Songs I Will Never Sing. I, 'Cause I wasn't gonna sing if someone else was singing sure. on this album, but um, yeah, so I think it was for like it was a chamber ensemble mm-hmm.
0: piece. Cool. What was the what was the instrumentation?
1: Um, it was I think it was similar to like pro excuse me, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah yeah. I yeah. was um, <laughs> I was getting, I was getting I mean, we're
0: not speaking French doesn't
1: I know. Um, yeah, it was similar to that, it was like flute, um, there's a bass clarinet, I'm pretty sure. I'm trying, like trying to remember all of it. Violin, a cello, percussionist, pianist, and then the vocalist. That's, I think that's it. Cool. I'm not sure if there was like one more woodwind in there, but I'm pretty sure that was all.
0: Was it like in the 12 tone direction or anything like that?
1: Mm-mm. Oh. No, I actually used, um, especially for one of them, I used some composition techniques from. Like David Lang. I really like oh, okay. him. Yeah, so I um, he's got like sample scores up on his site, mm-hmm. so I'll like take the sample scores and I'll like how does he do it? And yeah. I'll like look at yeah, he uses some cool like I feel like it's like a little like serialism in a way where he'll kind of like make rules mm-hmm. for the instruments, the individual instruments, and then you'll see the rules like develop over time. Yeah. So like for four bars this one instrument is only playing these notes and then the next four bars like there's another note added in mm-hmm. but another instrument is doing the same thing at a different pace yeah. and they only play like they have like these um like the rhythms that are very uh like it's like oh they're gonna play an eighth note every three sixteenth notes or something mm-hmm. like that it's just like very methodical but it has a really beautiful effect
0: yeah so. cool Do you notice that your... anything from your classical composition coming into your songwriting? Mm,
1: I feel like... I think more so in my last EP, the Mm -hmm. Tough Meat EP, Um, but I've been trying to like not overthink things as much with mine, and I think with uh, my composition stuff, I overthink things. Also, it was most of it was very like um, aggressive and angry music that I would write. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I like, I would, you know, I like Stravinsky, I like, like all those like, like he's yeah. just brutal or whatever. Digging in, and yeah. it's not very, um, I feel like it doesn't always line up with uh, like kind of like trying to get a flow going or whatever or something. Yeah,
0: brutal is not how I would describe no current act
1: oh yeah no yeah exactly right so it's like i feel like it's a different
0: brutal yeah that'd be interesting
1: i know i'd be interested
0: to see you make brutal music like what you're making now
1: yeah well i'm actually like i've been listening to some music lately that's been inspiring i want to start working on new stuff i'm hope i've like got a whole like trajectory of plans but i wouldn't mind having a little more maybe ugliness in it, I feel yeah. like I feel like when I was doing classical composition I was always like trying to find a mix between like beauty and like just right. gross sounds or ugliness, not like not, sure. not obnoxiously like where people are just maybe. like well that's just okay, offensive obnoxious is fine <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. it's, <laughs> but, it's fine to be offensive in music I think.
1: yeah, but I'm not trying to be offensive like just for the sake of being offensive, you know more just like trying to mix two different yeah. worlds of sound and mm-hmm. then um I think I wouldn't mind trying to reintroduce some of, like, a little bit of grittiness and yeah. ugliness and do it again. Yeah. Also, I really like um, kind of, like, polyrhythms or, like, yeah. complex rhythms mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, I think, like, I'm kind of in a mental battle. I guess I could do both between trying to decide whether or not to just keep things simple rhythmically. Because sometimes I listen to songs that have such simple beats, and I'm like, well, that's that's great, and it's not yeah. even that complicated, like it doesn't have to be complicated to be great, but then also it's fun to mess around with stuff and just make yeah. shit crazy.
0: I think it can be great and complicated too. Mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. I think Tool is like the best band ever. and Oh yeah. There's just so much depth in what they're doing in terms of rhythm and mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. Yeah,
1: well yeah, I think there's like, yeah, I think there's room for both. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd have to like make a decision like, I'm only gonna do simple beats for this EP, or yeah. I'm only gonna do, like, super complex beats that make everyone feel like they're gonna dance and, like, shake their body in a weird Mm -hmm. way or something, yeah, so.
0: I think the biggest thing I notice is that after studying classical composition, like, perpetual four-bar phrases kind of disappoint me sometimes. Mm. Like, especially in interludes or something like that, or like a post-chorus or something, if it's Mm. always four bars, or, like, four bars, and then a new thing is added after four bars, and then another thing is added after four bars. It's like, man, this is, like, a massive letdown.
1: It's, like, that's, I feel like that's the kind of thinking that I try to stay away from in my head. Because, like, I think about, since we're, like, speaking in the classical composition world, a lot of times I try to think, like, I'll think, like, I don't know if this is necessarily true, is what would Bartok do, but what would Bartok do? Sure. Because he's got so much good music that's very simple. Yeah. And, and I think.
0: But I think simple is-, is different from predictable.
1: That's true.
0: I think if something's too predictable, it is boring for a mm-hmm. lot of people, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not.
1: No, I, I mean, I think. Yeah, I think that makes sense. That's a good, like, um, differentiation or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> between, Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe. Between simple and predictable because I think I, I get shy about things that, you know, I could hear, like, my, my professors in the back being like, well, do you really need to, like, repeat that line or something? Mm. And it's just like, oh. But then, um, yeah, I guess finding a happy medium between those things or, yeah. I don't know. I, but I do, I have been trying to, like, not fall into... I, I do, I like it when things kind of like will go on a little longer than you think, or like maybe mm-hmm. like there's not a rhyme where you would expect there to be be a right. rhyme, mm-hmm. but it still works. Yeah. And then it's like, well, dang, like not everything has to be so cookie cutter. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's something that I really like about some indie songwriting mm-hmm. is where like phrases will go across a line, like a sentence. Mm-hmm. And so the end of a line of the poetry of it will be sort of mid-sentence. And then it's like this sort of cascading thing, which I guess would be like Traditionally considered very bad songwriting or like bad prosody or something like that
1: Yeah, but it is it is nice when that everything lines up like that because it gives it kind of like I Don't know. I feel like it still gives it more movement or like
0: right. It's like out of phase with the Mm -hmm. The hyper meter like overall structure or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's cool. So, you were in a master's program when you yes. moved to California mm-hmm. at Long Beach, CSU Long Beach? Yeah. But then you quit, right? Yeah. Why?
1: Um, because, well, I, at first I felt I felt I wanted to take time off anyways yeah. um, and felt kind of like the momentum of it, well, you should just apply, okay, I, I, I'll apply, and then you get in and they're just like, well, you should talk to them and see, and then you get like a scholarship or whatever, and it's like... I guess it'd be stupid not to do it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So it's a good opportunity. I'm just gonna do it, right. and um, and then uh, so starting it. I think I just felt like, um, like within the first semester, they were already talking about. Well, you gotta think about your Ph.D. portfolio, and I was like, yeah. oh my god, that's like like school forever and it's not like i'm knocking programs or going to school but i think there's like two elements first personally for me i think i need a time off from school because it's just like it takes so much energy and time and thinking did you
0: go straight on yeah yeah
1: yeah so it's like i've never been out of school well this is my mindset i have not left school since kindergarten like when i was yeah i was like this has been forever and like they're already talking about like programs past this yeah. and I'm just thinking like, oh, I'm not going to get a second to breathe I'm going to come out of this and I'm not going to yeah. know anything other than this world and um, also I think the other thing was um, like I was saying I was already feeling more like I wanted to make my music more accessible mm-hmm. and there are lots of elements of popular music that I really enjoy yeah. that really don't translate or don't Translate in a way that a lot of people enjoy into the yeah. classical world.
0: The academy. Um,
1: yeah, exactly yeah. so, um, I think I was I was working on this one like electronic song piece which really was just a, could be one of my songs right. um, and they were saying like the, te- the lesson teacher was like, oh, I really like this, but I think you're gonna need to change it for your juries so that the other like professors like it because he was like a grad student. He's like, I think they're not gonna, they're not gonna buy it with the beat that's happening and all that. And I was like, I don't know, I just realized that the music I was wanting to make, I'd have to spend time making music that would fit for school to get me my degree and music that I actually wanna make on the side. And then I was, I would rather just spend my time in the present working, spending all my energy Doing music yeah. on one kind of music that I really like. And then, you know, in the future if I decide like this isn't working out for me, then I can always go back right. and spend all my time right and then
0: I you know. mean it makes sense. You're a composer. You wanna make what you wanna make.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: why would it having a beat? Why wouldn't they buy it? I don't they understand.
1: Don't, they, have you they, ever tried to make something with a beat?
0: Yeah. I think it depends on who, like what, what faculty you're dealing with, and yeah. what school you're at, and things like that. Mm-hmm. I, I have, I, I feel like when when I started doing it, I did it in a very like classical composerly way, mm-hmm. as in like really lame, and it was like terrible. Oh no! So stupid.
1: Yeah, I feel like if you have things like that in it, there has to be so many other, like. um mm. Like academic things at work in the piece for you to justify having a beat or something. Yeah, it's
0: like classical pieces that like draw on jazz, but like do it in a really stupid way.
1: I mean, there are some that do it in a great way, like like back in the early twentieth century and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like some of the. The classical music that uses jazz, although I guess a lot of them are white composers that did it, so I don't know if that's yeah. a problem. But
0: yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I mean, even even the the idea of like taking folk songs and like dressing them up as like art music is like there's something really weird about that. Just yeah. that idea that it isn't it isn't serious music to begin with.
1: Oh, yeah, but then I don't know. I feel like it's almost like. I feel like it's almost giving it a little respect though because it's like, but yeah, I, I, th- maybe I think maybe it's, it's trivializing totally it. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, I don't think it's a hundred. I don't think it's a hundred percent disrespectful, but I think there's an attitude where like the song in and of it, it's just this folk song, mm-hmm. but now we're gonna make it a fugue or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're gonna make it you know worth consideration.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true, but it's also like yeah. I also find it like. Exciting too. I can see the the draw to it because when you make a folk song like a fugue or whatever then you're <laughs> You're creating like a whole world just based on one melody that mm-hmm. And it's, I feel like it's like when people do remixes a little bit, you know, like yeah It's just you're taking a musical idea and then making it your own while still keeping it mm-hmm. it's, it's cool.
0: Yeah, it is cool. but Yeah, I think the danger is just thinking that it, it wasn't cool before or something like that. Oh,
1: yeah, Yeah, because for sure they probably wouldn't, like, if someone came with that as their piece of music, they'd be like, no,
0: no. Yeah, I mean, you show up with a guitar and sing a folk song in your composition. They're like, don't
1: you understand what we're doing here? This is composition.
0: This (laughs) is, yeah, this is composition. What a statement. What a thing to say. (laughs) This is composition. I don't know what you're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: Yeah. But that's interesting. So... So you came out here straight from your undergrad, where you also did composition. hmm And uh, so what, what kind of stuff were you doing? So you had your, your Piero ensemble mm-hmm. for the songs. Did you, was it very like Stravinsky-esque, most, most of your music?
1: Um, I don't think it was all like that. I think that like rhythmically, and mm-hmm. I kind of got inspired by it. But, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some of my, my favorite pieces. Some of them were a bit strange, like I would get, like I done like a prepared piano piece, but I always really liked things that used words, so, yeah. um, there's a couple pieces for like speaking pianists that I was inspired by, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and then other, like, other ugly ugly sound people that I like, or whatever, like, um, Penderecki, yeah, Yeah. Mm-hmm. so I really like his stuff, and,
0: <laughs> ugly sound people, that's yeah. great, that's like,
1: <laughs> well, it's like, cause you know, like, you know him for, like, all the, like, <laughs>
0: 20, yeah,
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's know. great, yeah, I used to, I used to show that to little kid students to see what they thought of it, yeah, yeah, well, I'd also sometimes show them the Rite of Spring, and I don't know. I'm just surprised. Like kids seem to really have very strong opinions about music. Yeah. Like they hate the right of spring. They hate through. Of, of course, they hate through. But
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. I mean, I guess like. I don't know. I feel like I, I have strong opinions about music too. And sometimes it like takes me really like looking at something better sure. to not because like when you only look at something one time, it's easy to have an yeah. opinion about yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, that's
0: true. You're just like, well, that's not
1: good
0: <laughs> i showed a kids there i showed a class of kids uh Jimi hendrix once mm-hmm. and they thought that it was the worst music they'd ever heard in their life and they asked why he was so bad at guitar oh it was crazy how it was yeah such it's a like, strange how? reaction that's so
1: interesting yeah i mean you could just make a whole series of youtube videos of that of like kids react to music yeah or something. Yeah, yeah well i think there is that right oh, yeah. i think i mean there's gotta be
0: yeah they mm-hmm. show them like System of a Down, the kids are like, yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's
0: great. So, um, I just finished playing a run of Mama Mia, the ABBA musical.
1: Oh yeah. It
0: was great. Uh, it was fine, but uh, so I this weird thing with ABBA because I feel like everybody thinks that ABBA is this really important band, and even people who don't like ABBA think that ABBA should be like in the annals of the history of music and stuff like that. Mm. So do you Do you have any bands like that where you don't particularly like them, but you think that they're important for people to know? Mm. Or composers or whatever.
1: People are composers. I mean, I guess, I guess composers go for like Schoenberg or whatever, mm-hmm. because I don't think I've ever really listen to his music and been like wow this is great you know but then like you have to (laughs) you don't you don't
0: put it on and like clean the house and stuff
1: I well no but but I don't even think I like listen to it and I'm just like yes you know like I think there's like one Berg or Bay Baron piece that's like like you can kind of like it it's like (laughs) yeah like you you can follow it a bit um yeah I'm trying to think of other types of music I feel like there's like definitely bands that I don't know if I dislike them. I just don't really know them or haven't spent time with them. And I'm like, yes, they are important, but I don't know as well. Um, People like Metallica. I don't. I'm not familiar with Metallica at all. Sure.
0: Do you? I mean, you must have heard some of their songs.
1: I'm sure if like someone picked their most popular song and played it for me, I'd probably know it. Yeah. But I can't think of a Metallica song off the top of my head. Okay. I don't know. People that. Music that I don't like.
0: I mean, Schoenberg's is a good answer. Yeah. But only music people know who that is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I know. It's hard to think of like popular music that I don't like because I think most of it's most of it's pretty enjoyable. I yeah. don't know. What about you? Like, do you have any examples for you?
0: Um. Well, my friend Lizzie Erickson, who's on the podcast. or yeah. That's not a podcast. The YouTube channel. Last yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, said U2, which I thought was an excellent answer. Because oh, I also feel that, like I really, really don't like their music, but I see them as like an important figure in mm. the history of rock. I see,
1: U2 is just another one. I feel like my strongest opinion is disinterest. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Led Zeppelin would be a good answer if one felt that way. Yeah. That would be the perfect um, answer to this question.
1: Yeah. I guess my, then my mom would feel that way. Yeah, My mom doesn't like his voice, the screechiness. or. I don't love
0: it. They're I OK. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> you like it. Yeah. Yeah. The Who would be a good answer.
1: Yeah. I know. Yeah. But most of those like I say, most of those bands I feel like it's more just like I haven't taken the time to form yeah. an opinion on them.
0: I, I feel like I feel that way about Jimi Hendrix a little bit. Yeah. Like super important, very good guitar player, but I don't love his music. Mm. I in fact I kinda find most of it boring.
1: I mean, that's another one where it's like I can I know the Watchtower song. I know, like, a handful of yeah. them. And people love him. And I'm like, yeah, he's great. Because that's right, cause all you you're hear. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah, I, not on my own. I've never been like, I'm also this Jimi Hendrix album. Yeah. I should, if there's so much music, it's like I can say, I should listen to more, like, older music or something. Yeah. Like, go back and get a little bit more of that culture. But, I don't know easy. Yeah, bad. it's fine. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. So what about now? What are you, what are you working on? Do you have any shows coming up?
1: Yeah, I have a show coming up on uh, September 26th at the Good Bar. Okay. Up on 7th.
0: I should put like a, a thing, about bottom. Yeah, fancy. It.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so fancy. Yeah. So the Good Bar on the 26th and, um, I'm excited for that. I've never played there before. Oh,
0: yeah, I know where that is. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's got
1: all the skateboards on the wall Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty excited to have a show there. And, because like I said, I've never I've never cool. played there. Cool. What
0: the, what's the date? Sorry. Um, just, uh, September 26th. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah. And um, then I've been working on... I'm trying to put out my second EP, which is just going to be four songs. But because I have have other things that I'm working on that I feel like are kind of I'm different like I feel like there's a break between mm-hmm. one kind of project and another and so I think that I need to like take those songs that I have and put them out on yeah. EP so I can continue to move like and it's not even like a huge direction change but just like little things here and there like new right. change and mm-hmm. yeah because I'm already wanting to start working on more stuff yeah. so I'm hoping to get that out soon
0: cool yeah very cool alright well this is Kalexa Yes. All right. Yeah. So. <laughs> See you later. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for watching this episode of Music in Mind with yeah. Anthony Calkins. Please like, subscribe, leave a comment if you have any thoughts, and if you like my content generally, please consider visiting my Patreon page with links below.